on today's episode of the Elder Law Coach Podcast. But we have so many people that contribute that are at that level, um, like Natalie Choate, who is the person if you need to talk about retirement benefits. Absolutely. And we have advisors, yeah, who are past NALA presidents. So, you know, it's, I don't have to update my own forms, and I got this good team behind these forms. Those are the main reasons. Welcome to the Elder Law Coach Podcast, where you'll get the information you need to really help seniors lower your work stress, improve your work-life balance, and make a good living. Your hosts are certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and his co-host Sarah Scott. They're here to help you do just that. Join us today as we discuss hot topics in elder law and topics to help you help our seasoned citizens and their families. Here's your Elder Law Coach podcast hosts, licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott and Todd Watley. That's right. This is the Elder Law Coach Podcast. And as always, I'm extremely thankful for everyone who listens. And I thank for thankful for the, the folks who download and, and join us every time we put this out. It's beginning to gain some traction. And I'm extremely happy with that. And I am extremely happy because I have another guest today. And I'm I'm very honored to have the Director of Education and Content Support with Interactive Legal, and her name is Teresa Bush. And we have spoken a few times, and I use Interactive Legal, and just like I always say, I would never recommend anything to my listeners that I don't use and I don't highly recommend, and I love Interactive Legal. I made the switch from the other company, shall we say, and um, it works fantastic, and I'm I'm super excited that Teresa has joined us, and she actually taught law school. She taught estate planning in law school, and she's been an attorney since 1991, focusing exclusively on issues of estate and gift tax planning, probate, charitable planning, estate, and trust administration, and. She is one of the brain trust at Interactive Legal that I think makes it what it is. And so, Teresa, thanks for being with me today. I'm so happy to be here, Todd. Thanks for having me. All righty. So tell us a little bit about Interactive Legal and what it does and, and why you're there. I would love to, and I might pepper this with a little bit of, as you say, how I got to be there. I practiced for about 16 years, and as part of my practice, I worked with an attorney. uh, I am based in Dallas, Texas, and he is one of the co-authors of Interactive Legal. And I started working with him, and he asked me to look at some of the documents, and I was making comments, and it kind of just evolved naturally into a little bit of work on testing this program that had the ability to build estate planning documents, which I had, of course, been doing for 16 years with a set of forms based on, you know, word processing, which is great. You can make your own forms. And, you know, I liked the forms that I had a lot. I mean, I I thought the language was great because I worked on it and um, somebody who worked on it before me, I think a lot of us, you know, kind of realized that even if we think we have our own forms, they probably were somebody else's beforehand. <laughs> probably, um, yeah. but so I really enjoyed the drafting documents part of it. And so it, uh, I was 
it, it was just really good work to be testing this and working on this program. And it's evolved over the past 16 years to where I still work with the program every day. And in fact, I was just chatting this morning with our CEO. We both said how if we went back to practice, we would have to have interactive legal. And it's mostly because, two big reasons, I would say, um, we don't want to have to update our own forms anymore. I mean, if the law changes, we want to be able to have somebody else do that. Um, We could do it, sure, but that's going to be a lot of non-billable time and time we can't spend with clients. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice not to have to do that. But then the second piece of that is, if you're going to let somebody else update your forms, you need to make sure you trust who those people are that are updating your forms. And part of the nice thing about when I joined Interactive Legal is the other co-author is an estate planning attorney from New York named Jonathan Blotmacher. And I knew Jonathan's name because I had seen him present at CLE uh, presentations for years and re- written or read the articles that he had written. And so I knew, you know, he was a guru and that was good enough for me. And you use the term brain trust. You know, we've got other people. Uh-huh. I don't feel like I'm at their level because I'm not an <laughs> act tech fellow or a NALA person, but we have so many people that contribute that are at that level. Um, like Natalie Choate, who is the person, if you need to talk about retirement benefits. Absolutely. And we have advisors, yeah, who are past NALA presidents. So, you know, it's, I don't have to update my own forms, and I got this good team behind these forms. Those are the main reasons. Absolutely, yeah. Natalie Choate writes and continues to write the book on 401ks, IRAs, retirement planning. I mean, she is undisputably the expert in that. And she is on your team. And you can rest assured knowing that if she contributes something to these documents, it's going to be top notch and absolutely do what it needs to do. And I'm, I'm very impressed that y'all got her because she is absolutely... (laughs) One of the best. So congratulations on that. Well, and what's great, too, is we have a discussion forum where, you know, subscribers go and post questions uh-huh. about, you know, estate plan design. Have you ever dealt with this situation? And Natalie is on that forum for questions about retirement benefits. So uh-huh. not only is she on our team, but if you post a question about a retirement benefit situation, you're going to get an answer, not just an answer from a person, but from her. Um, this is great. Interesting. I, I need to take advantage of that. I, I honestly yeah. did not even know that was out there. So maybe I need to get with my person and <laughs> figure out all of the Yeah, make sure you have, have the password to get onto it. And okay. then, yeah, there's questions posted probably on a daily basis about different topics. And sometimes I'll see them and say, well, that doesn't apply to me. You know, somebody might be asking about this requirement for a revocable trust in Florida. Well, that's not relevant to me. But then the next question may be really relevant. And I will say it gets a bit more active when there are potential changes in the law. Right now, we're kind of in a lull. But there was... um, I don't know how long ago it was. I want to say a year or so ago, people were really worried that they were going to change the rules about grantor trust. And so there was a lot of discussion because some of the people on there, like Johnson Blockmacher, you know, they know people who might know people on the right committees who will know what the legislation looks like. And so they might even give you kind wow. of a, this is what we're hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's always good too. Interesting. Yeah. The, the inside track kind of. The information. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. So um, for 
our listeners out there, if there is an attorney out there who is thinking of getting into estate planning or the attorney who's doing estate planning like you used to do it, you know, 20 plus years mm-hmm. ago with forms or, you know, even using a very generic platform, why should they think about using interactive legal? Well, we've uh, within the last couple of years, we've changed a little bit so that we have an online version. And Absolutely. I think that makes it very convenient to use interactive legal. Right. Now, a lot of things I know are online, but we have you know, set this up so you can access it from anywhere. You don't have to be sitting at your desktop computer. And that lets you, um, you know, get your client data in the program. And you can even send your client a link and say, please enter your data here and the client data, they will put in their own names and addresses and names of their kids and birthdays. And it all gets imported in. So I'm I'm hoping that you knew about that. But if you didn't, that's relatively new to you. I didn't know about that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's an automatic link. I mean, some clients will understandably say, I'm not sure I want to enter this data into some portal on the internet. And people do have valid security concerns. But the tech folks that built this they say it's all encrypted and it should be fun. And it's just a great time saver because you can, again, send that to your client. And not only are they giving you data like who they are and are they married and do they have prior marriages and children from prior marriages, but it imports right into the program so that the client interview, as we call it, where all the client data is, gets pre-populated with what the client put in. And you might have to go in and add a few things like they may say, you know, well, if we have, um, you know, if we need a trustee, we want to name Chase Bank's trust company. Well, you may need to go plug that in, but all the other detail comes in automatically. Or if they don't do it, you can plug it in. But once it's in there, it's there. And if you need to draft a will or a trust for a client, their data is already there, all their kids' names, their spouses' names, the names of all the people who they might be naming uh, as trustee or a recipient of property. And so you can kind of efficiently drop that data in to a new document, which avoids what I used to do way back when, which is, oh, you know, client X's document was great. I'm going to reuse that for client Y. But is it really exactly the same? Or is there something weird in there that I should have taken out and I forget to do that? And not only is that just a bad thing, it's very embarrassing. Um, I remember as a young lawyer sending out a document where the agent or the successor agent under a healthcare directive was not the right person because it was pasted over from a prior document. And from talk about client. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. I can't say that I haven't done that. <laughs> so, yes. That I mean, I don't be. think I ever did that again. Once is enough, but uh-huh. that's you know just not a great thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so that prevents that. I mean, does it mean you're starting fresh? But yes, but that's a good thing because mm-hmm. you don't have other things that might be in that document that you forgot about. I mean, maybe that first client, their document is great, but they were disinheriting somebody. So there was a new language in there that you wouldn't ordinarily have, or right. maybe their tax situation wasn't quite the same. And so starting fresh gives you the ability to really start fresh and not have those things that creep in from the other clients. Right. Very good. But at the same time, 
you know, if you do, if there's documents that you do a lot of, you can pre-answer a lot of the options and set the questions to be answered the way you like them to be so that even though you're starting from scratch every time, you're starting with um, data that's already there. So if in my powers of attorney, I always want to make gifts uh, or allow the agent to make gifts, maybe gifts to qualify for government benefits. I can pre-check that option so that I don't have to remember it each time. And that helps too. So even though I'm starting from scratch, I'm still starting with something that is a little bit custom. Yeah. I was just going to say my powers of attorney as a, as a, you know, 100% elder law attorney, I do a whole lot of crisis Medicaid planning, pre Medicaid planning, but particularly with the crisis, we're giving things away either to the spouse or to the kids. And, my clients are typically incapacitated at that point. And so when I do a power of attorney package for my client, I give the agent every power imaginable, every, I click everything. And Absolutely. I'm going to do that on every single client because that's in the client's best interest. And so therefore in my software, I've gone in and I forget what y'all, what the term is, but it's a pre-filled in form. we put in name, address, phone numbers, kids, you pick the agent and the successor agent, and then just click, 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 and it's done. And um, I was telling you yesterday, I can do, you know, I do a whole lot of, quote, POA packages. It's a financial mm -hmm. power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, a living will or advanced directive, and HIPAA release. I can do those four documents for a couple in less than 10 minutes. Um, since yeah, my, that's great. Yeah, since my secretary puts in name, address, and, and phone number, I sit down to it. All of that's populated. I just go through and just make sure all the answers are done, which they're always the same. And I can literally do the software, download, uh, uh, assemble the documents, make slight changes that I make on each document. Like I, I always like for the um, notary block not to be split or I want it all on mm -hmm. one page. And, and so sometimes I need to go in and just scoot that down so that it's on one page, but it's the, the same on every single document. And I can do all of that, print it out, be ready to go in 10 minutes. And it's phenomenal. It's, and I rest ab absurd knowing that these documents are up to date. They are done by very intelligent people who do this day in and day out. And I just feel very, very confident handing out these documents, having my client sign these, knowing these are the best documents I can do for them. Well, and that is always good to hear. And what you're talking about there is called a custom profile that you custom built. Profile, and that's exactly, that's yeah, it's kind of the best way to use the program. Um, and another thing that's nice, well, I, mean, I don't know if this is nice, some people might wonder about this, but we're kind of a small company, but that's a good thing because we really have a lot of personal attention to our subscribers. And a case in point is we're trying to put a hard page break in front of every notary block so that they're not split across pages. Okay. So you don't have to worry about that from now on. Okay. You know, it's something where if a subscriber will say, hey, is there any way you can tweak this? Maybe it's something that we can't tweak because 
we really think it's necessary. Maybe it's a specific provision that we think should be in all the documents and we're not going to take it out and make it optional. But there may be something that we can change, like, you know, putting a page break somewhere that makes it a lot more efficient uh-huh. so you don't have to worry about moving that notary block to the next page. That's funny. Yeah. And y'all <laughs> y'all do this for every single state. And I, I'm not sure if I spoke with you about this or someone else there, but y'all will not let me have a, a second successor healthcare power of attorney. And I've read the law and I can see what you're seeing, but you're being super safe with that, but I do it anyway. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I always have to do that. And I've asked you, I was like, why can I do, you know, subsequent successors on the financial, but I can't do it on the healthcare. And y'all said, we've Mm -hmm. read the law and we don't think you can do that. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> so that's how thorough y'all, you've read the, the Arkansas law to say, we don't think you can do this, but I'm willing to, and it's mainly because the clients are going to fuss at me if I don't name that, that second or third child as the sure. the backup. And these are doctors reading this. that They just want to see someone's on there that they can talk to, and I don't think they're going to send that to legal, and I don't think their legal team's going to go back to the Arkansas law and say, oh, you can't do this. And I was like, oh. So, so Probably far, that's not. never happened. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, and I will say, we don't necessarily agree with the law, but we do try to take the conservative approach that – if we think there's a concern, we're probably not going to go there. And so that that's a good example of that. And we do that in all 51 jurisdictions. We may expand that to what are the other four, Guam and the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, the territories. Wow. But right now we have 51 jurisdictions where okay. we've got powers of attorney and health care directives. And we monitor them um, because you know, states are going to change their form or change their laws. And so we do monitor that for changes. And that gets back to the, you know, oh, gosh, my state is changing its power of attorney form or its statute. Now I have to change all my forms. No, you really don't, because we've got that covered. And in most cases, you know, if the Arkansas law is going to change effective September 1st, I don't know when your laws change. Ours in Texas is sometimes September 1st. We're going to be putting out an update on the morning of September 1st or maybe at the end of the day on the last day of August because we want to have that in there ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it comes a few days late if it's a weekend or a holiday, but usually we, you know, it's coming out right when it needs to come out because the law has changed. Yeah. I I am impressed by that. I'm the nerd who reads all of the updates, you know, you, you, you get notified oh, yeah. that there's updates. I'm like, Oh, Texas did this and New York did this and South Carolina, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm just impressed that y'all stay on top of it so much to go in and make changes based on law changes, based on customers saying, Hey, this is throwing out an error code or something. And you're like, Oh yeah. And it's fixed and boom, it's just done. And sure. I've needed y'all on Saturdays before. I don't know if you want to advertise this, but I have, <laughs> I have needed y'all on Saturday and I'm like, well, I'm going to send in a request. I, I doubt I will hear from anyone and boom, someone, I'm like, y'all work on Saturdays. So yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't technically work on Saturdays, but I suppose the problem you have is that most of our content attorneys, you know, we used to work in law firms, big and small, uh-huh. and we were used to, you know, working a little bit on Saturdays. And so I think we all just have this habit of, well, we're just going to check email every now and then. And if somebody has 
something really urgent, you know, somebody may just have a question that we know can wait till Monday. Sure. But if somebody's really having trouble and we can help them and I'm right there, why not? And so we will absolutely reach out if we can help. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a technical problem and, oh, my gosh, the program's not working for me, it's mostly the attorneys who are checking email over the weekend. And uh-huh. so a technical problem may not get um, dealt with right away. But well, I think we try. Absolutely. Sh- sure. I think. Mine was technical. I I was, you know, Saturday morning, I'm going to do documents for oh, Monday okay. and it, something wasn't working. I was like, oh no. And so I, I sent in a request and boom, someone jumped in, fixed it. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I was like, wow, this is impressive. So yeah, good job. Well, we all kind of, I hate the idea of somebody trying to draft on the weekend and then just hitting a brick wall and being stuck. Yeah. So okay. well, we will you. try to help if we can, because yeah. that would really be annoying to me personally. Sure. Sure. Okay. So um, I think surely we've convinced someone out there that if you're not using interactive legal, you're, you're doing it the old way or, you know, using old forms, whatever, please, please, please consider jumping onto interactive legal. And so their next question is how much does this cost? Well, and the answer is it depends. We have a few different um, programs. We have our essential estate planning system, which is going to give you kind of it's not just entry level. It's going to have all kinds of trust for kids and the spouse and even some tax planning. Um, and, but it's going to give you wills and revocable trusts, those ancillary documents we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and also irrevocable trusts for lifetime gifting. But it doesn't have the focus on higher end tax planning and the Medicaid planning. Okay. For those two, um, we have our elder law and special needs planning system, which probably is the most relevant for your audience. Right. And I am, the best way to find out how much it costs is to um, get in touch with our sales team because they will not only give you the pricing information, they will know if there's any kind of current discounts. Like a lot of times we have discounts, uh, especially like right around a big conference, there may be a discount. And they can also do a demonstration so you can see it in action and not just be buying something that we're talking about, but you haven't actually seen work. And that's the best way to do that, to get the information on the elder law and special needs planning system. Yeah. I think once you you see this in action, you will be sold. I mean, and it's, it's not cheap. Okay. But you're getting a ton. Like I said, I can do a, and I charge husband and wife POA package, 1,250 bucks. No one ever fusses about it. They just do it. And I can do that in 10 minutes. Now, there's the initial meeting, there's the signing meeting. I mean, I spend way, way more time than that. But to create the document, I don't have to go in and cut and paste and draft and, you know, do all this stuff. I just go through the questions and boom, it's there and I print it out and it's done. And I can spend more time with the clients. I can spend time doing other things rather than creating these documents. That's what interactive legal does so well. And I... If you're not doing it, you need to do it. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, that's a really good point is that if you don't have to spend all the time, you know, focusing on the documents as much, mm-hmm. you have more time to fill, fulfill that counselor role of attorney and counselor and work with the client. And that's the part that's probably more meaningful for, to the client oh, anyway. Yeah. And so I think it, it really helps with that. Yeah. Um, I had another thing I was just thinking of, and then it slipped my mind because you raised a good point about how efficient it was 
And I remembered that about how you felt more time to focus on uh, working with the client. Oh, I know what it was. It still goes back to that. It depends on how much you charge for things, right? Mm -hmm. But I've had um, plenty of attorneys say, I can do one estate plan or one planning for an elder law client, you know, one plan, or maybe it's two plans. And my software is paid for for the year. Yeah. You know, it depends on what the plan involves, but sure. that's absolutely true. And it's the one, I, I do know this, and again, I don't have all the details on pricing because that's not my area. Sure. I focus on what the documents do, but I know that it's only a once a year cost. Um, there are other programs where you pay monthly to be a subscriber. Now, yeah, I think you can do ours and break it down monthly, but we don't have a monthly fee. We just have an annual subscription fee. And yep. so you can pay it and be done for the year. And then in a year, we'll contact you and see, you know, how, how are you doing? Uh, want to renew? And most people do <laughs> because yeah. they want to keep on going. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So, all right, Teresa, how do they get with you or someone on your team to look at this and, um, and get started? Absolutely. Well, the best thing to do would be to go to interactivelegal.com. And when you get there, there is going to be right at the top a button that says request a demo. Okay. And that's going to put you in contact with the person in your geographical area uh, who can who can do that demo and get the cost information to you. Um, there's also some you know, resources out on our website. When you get there, you may want to look around and see what's there. Um, but that's the place to go is right at the top in the middle. It says request a demo. Okay. Um, one, one thing we just started doing recently, and by that I mean within the last year, is, and you'll see this on the website too, is the Interactive Legal Academy, which is education about estate planning and estate tax planning too. Mm -hmm. We just finished up a um, session on the basics of estate planning. And we started off with what's a will and what's a revocable trust. And so it was a really good kind of four week CLE presentation. And so if you're interested in those things, those are out there too. We'll um, be repeating those from time to time as well. That's where we get our, our education aspect of it, not just drafting the documents, but also Passing along, you know, information for people who may be new to the field. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. All right, Teresa, um, anything else you want to bring up or mention that you think our listeners might need? I can't think of anything as we hit all the high points. I mean, it is really nice to not have to worry about updating documents. That's the big thing. And, um, you know, you may want to make some tweaks after you put the document together because, gee, I really wish this sentence was a little bit different, but those things are really, you know, minor and don't take very long to yeah. to do. And those are because, you know, I like my one way of saying things sure. a little bit better. Yeah. But most of the time, even people who are so wedded to their language can get on board without having to worry about their own words anymore when they realize the benefit of these words from people that I trust that I don't have to continue to maintain an update. Absolutely. I will say that I don't, I change nothing in the body of the documents. I, I will oh, do yeah. the, the notary. So if you could get that <laughs> notary block thing fixed, I would love that. I'll that see what I that can would do. save me 30 seconds on every document and I do a lot of documents. So yeah. And that, it, it adds be, up. Yes, it does. So, all right, Teresa, thank you very much. I appreciate you being here. And um, like she said, go to enter activelegal.com and you can get a free yep. demo and they'll, they'll show it to you. And, um, if you do that, please, 
please let me know. I, I want to know what you think about it. And, you know, as a, a user, but yeah, let me know. And if you want to do coaching, if you, you want to talk to me about coaching, about elder law, please email me at Todd, T-O-D-D, at Todd Watley. No, I'm sorry, Todd at theelderlawcoach.com. And I will be glad to talk to you and get you signed up for coaching. So, all right, Teresa, thanks again. And we will talk to you next time, okay? You're welcome. I enjoyed it so much. All right, thank you. Okay. You've been listening to Todd Watley and Sarah Scott on The Elder Law Coach Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want more information on Todd's coaching program to help you learn elder law and grow your practice, contact him at Todd at The Elder Law Coach or visit the website, theelderlawcoach.com. 